Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Dear listeners, our Today in History is a little bit different. I was going to tell you a very legitimate fact about today in history, but uh, it has just to come across my desk that today in history, in uh, the year of our Lord 2022, the Choco Taco has been discontinued after almost 40 years. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well... What the fuck history? I am your host, Zachary, and I finished today tired and not wanting to do, well, anything. But like the good god pharaoh that I am, I consumed a hundred dying planets in order to have some energy for you, the listener. The trouble is now I have too much energy and I'm ready to fight all the other gods. Tell Thanatos to meet me in the Denny's parking lot, that dumb bitch. No, I will not be going quietly into this night. Also hit up my boy Shezmu and have him bring me a ba- damned bottle of wine for when I'm fucking done. Um, m- my name is Megan and I just like to ask, uh, what... What house is your Venus in today in astrology? I'm just concerned that it might be lost. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that sunflowers, like all flowers, will turn to the sun to get their photosynthesis on. Uh, oh, but yeah. on days when they cannot find the sun, they turn to each other. That's sweet. Yeah, it's really cute. Have you that seen pictures really of it? I have seen pictures of it. It is adorable. Yeah. It is. They're just like, you're so beautiful. You're like the sun. <laughs> you're big and yellow and round. <laughs> you're big and yellow and round. Have you ever seen cross sections of grass? No. No. So, like, when you. Or are you look, talking about the smiles? The smile. It's the smiles. The happy faces? Yeah, it's the happy faces. Like, their their cells look like happy faces. And then but they someone- die because it's a cross section. <sighs> okay. But, like, the funny thing. The- before we think about the inevitability of death, um, is that someone wrote a caption underneath it, and it was just like, "Our mommy is the sun, and she is big and beautiful." Fuck yeah! <laughs> I mean, yeah, that works. Out. I love that. So I like to I like to think about that aspect. <laughs> um, but seriously, where where is Venus I, though? It's I in the sky. I out... left that one alone. Okay. Listen, I was trying to figure out what house Venus is in after you read your horoscope, and I can't figure okay, it out. So, I'm not sure that that's how that works, but I, I'll have to ask my friend who's much better than I am in this shit. Yeah, you're going to have to ask <laughs> yeah. where, the, where the planet's where where are the planets yeah so my I'm, my I'm venus is in, for my them. venus as well and also my sun is in leo okay which is the seventh where house for me. is where is libra's venus then we can get on to history uh, yes i just need to know where what planet rules libra what planet rules libra venus. it is totally dependent on is, where when and where and when you were born it's bustle is telling me it's governed by Venus and I am taking it. Okay. Anyway, do you want to roll us into our order? Tonight? <laughs> our strikes have been set to zero and a hey, game of Boulder Parchment Shears has been played and the order for tonight is Zach, then me, then Megan. Yeah. Did you say rock, paper, shears? No, Boulder no, Parchment Boulder. Shears. It's a Parchment critical roll. Uh, okay. Very well then. <laughs> God, Zach, get on, on it. That note, this is about history. On that note, uh, 
<laughs> We're here for history, not astrology. My introduction <laughs> today uh, had absolutely nothing to do with the story I will be talking okay, about tonight. I'll be honest with you. Your your introduction today was a bit okay, much. Okay, uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. It was a bit much, and I'm going to... I wasn't sure how to feel. My story is unbelievably mild compared to the energy I brought at the beginning tonight, and because I just, I think that I need to back off. It's, that's fair. Um... And also because, as you could guess, we are, we are once again talking about heinous gentlemen of history. Heinous gentlemen of history. Which, by the way, I just want Stephen Fry one time to just read all of my notes in his sonorous tones. Anyway. <laughs> so, his sonorous t- tones. Today, we are going to be talking about a man... A man with another ridiculous yeah. name because all the a greats boy. have to have some flaw for some fucking reason, right? Yeah, Does he true. have five names? Though? No, he has two. Okay. Wow. Well, that's a normal amount of names. So that's we're going to be talking bullshit. about William Jacques, a man with two normal-ish names. Well, aside from the last one being French. Yeah. But William Jacques was known as the Tome Raider, T-O-M-E. Hmm. Okay. William was born in 1969, so not a very long time ago in... Guys, wait, wait, wait. Just hold on a second. Um, I'm sorry. I, I just can't do this tonight. I, just, I can't. Okay. I, can't, I fucking can't. No, because I need to keep that same fucking energy from the intro, baby. <laughs> you thought I was going to coddle you with some fun little shit about some dork who likes books? Well, you can fuck that sky high. I'm here to fight gods, eat souls, and fuck your brains with some knowledge. So we're going to take a break from my miniseries to deliver a second miniseries that I'm calling Pieces of Shit from the Past. Oh my god. Hey. Guys, hey, audience, it's been a while since I've had to do this, but I'm doing a quick sidebar just to let you know that if you're scared of Zach at this moment, so are we, but we have to play it (laughs) off like we're not that scared because we still have to record a podcast with him. Okay, we're going to go back to listening to Zach rant and rave like Randy Savage now. Have a good time. Bye-bye. Matthew, I am flexing every muscle in my body and all the veins in my Oh my god, I couldn't get harder. Please tell me more. (sighs) Now that we are here with the proper energy, (laughs) let's fucking dive in. Please. I'm so pumped. Ooh, I'm about to dive in. I'm going to be talking about Muhammad Salah. Saha, sorry. Hard pronunciation of Malacca. No, Malacca. Malacca. If you do not know, Malacca is a little bit of land on the coast of Malaysia that was kind of a big deal in the back in the day. Megan, can you confirm <sighs> you're more of the Asian historian than I am? <laughs> Wait, so about Malacca? Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't know anything about no, Malacca. No, I know about the Malacca Strait, which is yeah. Um, yeah, so Singapore is on one side and Indonesia is on the other. Yeah, it's just it's good for trade it, and shit. Yeah, it was super good for trade, actually. Um, whoever controlled the Malacca Strait was sort of like the gateway into East Asia, so... There you go. See, I told yeah. you, it was important. <laughs> it is It is really important. Sorry, when you, when you were saying Malacca, it took like a hot second for me to be like... <laughs> I I had like that Jimmy Neutron moment where I was <laughs> brain like, blast, Malacca. and yeah, and I was just like, I, there it is on the, on my mind map. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, I am talking about Mahmoud Saah. Shah 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 Shadi. <laughs> his name is Leonard Shaw. Well, his last name is S H A H, so it's like Shah. Steve. Steve, Steve, let us know how to pronounce that. I'm going to be calling him Mahmoud for, like, most of the fucking time. So, anyway. That's fine. The best part about this is the dude also has, like, eight other names besides the one I'm butchering. So, if you <laughs> want to hear me butcher all of them, I'll record that on a separate thing just to make people happy. Because <laughs> it will take me all night to do it. Um, but his names aren't that fucking important. Gotta keep this energy. I'm choosing violence. This man certainly did as well. Amen. He becomes the Sultanate of Malacca uh, when he's very young due to his father dying prematurely. Dot, dot, dot. I wonder how that happened. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. He was a child. I don't think he did it, but you never know. <laughs> he might have. He might have. 
children are capable of violence. Yeah, absolutely. But basically, the point of making there is that he is a petulant child with a fuck ton of power, meaning he does some pretty shitty things. Uh, eventually, like, when he gets into his teens and stuff, they're like, this dude's ruthless as shit. Like, he's a nasty fucking monarch. He's not a nice person at all. A good example of his ruthlessness comes from later on in his rule when he has an advisor. Well, it's Abendahara, which is kind of like the vizier to the sultan. Well, it is the vizier to the sultan, but think of like Jafar from Aladdin. But in this case, the Jafar is kind of meh, and the kooky old man who's the uh, sultan is an absolute dickbag. <laughs> Following me so far? No, I got no. it. No? Okay. Uh, no, I think I think I got it. I'm so, picturing D- Jafar, and that's I'm all I need. I'm picturing a worse Jafar. Yeah. And uh, Sultan, who's a dick. Sultan, who's a dick bag, and Jafar is like, eh, he's not, he's not great, he's not good. Oh, I see. Okay. So Mahmud the Sultan and Tun yeah. Mutir is his mm-hmm. Bendahara, and okay. Tun Mutir is taking a fuck ton of bribes left and right to anoint ministers on a whim, which are, like, you know, kind of, like, extra... I don't know how to put it other than, like, I'm trying to relate it back to the only government system that I know because it's the only one I've lived in. But it's, like, you know, it's, like, a bunch of local politicians is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. And so you're not really supposed to do that because then everyone has a bunch of power in a kingdom that's already shaky as best, and they basically just sit there and argue with each other and nothing actually gets done. So, Congress. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. Now I have. Now I have a concrete image yeah. in my mind. So basically, the Sultan is the one at the top, and then the Bendahara is like the person right below him, and the Bendahara is just like sitting there electing a bunch of people and giving them like it's like if you know England back in the heyday was just giving everybody dukedoms for no fucking reason, you know. Mahmoud's solution to the problem of his Bendahara just giving out titles and no matter what, whatever that you want, as long as, like, you pay him enough money. Um, any assumptions on what his solution would be? Death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Lots of murder. He just kills. Yeah, dude. He kills him, his Bendahara, and his Bendahara's entire family. Well, yeah. I mean, wow. like, what better solution is there to just murk the competition? Just murk the competition. It's that fucking just easy. Just kill them. Yeah. Just kill just them. When in doubt, Moida. <laughs> Moida. So it's also speculated that Mahmoud uh, killed Tun Matir uh, and his family because he wanted to sleep with Tun Matir's daughter. And he was like, nah, dude, I know you're Sultan, but like, don't fuck my daughter. And Mahmoud was like, please don't fuck my daughter. Mahmoud was like, <laughs> I put my dick where I want. I'm the Sultan. You die I'm now. <laughs> Piece of shit. piece of shit (laughs) great guy so far am i right yes i'm I'm really loving him so i'm also loving that you're trying with these names i'm trying so fucking hard i think what's fun about this podcast specifically is that when we occasionally run into names that we don't know how to pronounce we just butcher them entirely. Yeah. And Zach is honestly out here tonight giving it I'm his giving best. it his all. I'm giving it giving an old it college try. 110% for real, for real. Yes. Fuck yeah. So I appreciate that about you tonight. It's the fourth quarter, only a minute and a half left. 10 yards to the goal line. And if he has to pronounce all these names right to get that touchdown, he's going to fucking do it. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Anyway, getting myself pumped back up. Where was I? Pump up the jams. Pump the jams. Pump it up. Anyway, 1510. The Portuguese admiral, Diogo Lopez de Sacria, visits Malacca. He's, fuck, he's really trying. I am trying so Guys, hard. I cannot stress this enough. Zach is fucking trying. Guys, this is the episode where Zach fucking tries. <laughs> Guys, I'm pretty sure the title of this episode will be The One Where Zach Tries. So anyway, Diogo Lopez (laughs) visits Malacca. Uh, You know, regular diplomatic shit. As Megan mentioned earlier, the Strait of Malacca is kind of a whole big fucking deal. So this is 1510. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's around the time when most of Europe does the whole colonizing bullshit. But the Portuguese were there to kind of just, like, be pretty normal for the most part, it seemed. But that didn't stop Mahmoud from being absolutely batshit insane because he takes this visit as a threat to his power from outside sources and plans to assassinate Diogo. Diogo. <laughs> it, I, I want to say Diego because it looks like Diego, but it's D-I-O-G-O, so it's Diogo. 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 Anyway, I'm saying it also with like a Spanish accent instead of, like, I don't know what a Portuguese accent is. And I'm literally dead at how hard Zach is so going at this fucking hard. Anyway, so it um, doesn't go well, and the Admiral flees, the assassination attempt fails, and it's just a shit show for politics now. Because another Portuguese admiral named Afonso de Albuquerque... I know I said the last name so fucking American, but if you saw what I'm seeing right now, you'd do the same. You're like, it's a thousand percent Albuquerque. Okay, it is spelled A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E. That's Albuquerque. That's Albuquerque. Hey, Steve, tell us how to say that. Steve, tell me if it's Albuquerque. (laughs) Anyway, so... Alfonso takes this and uh, he says, mm, assassination attempt on my other dude, Diogo, seems kind of fucked up. I think that this gives me the right, at least in my own head, to start a conquest of Asia. <laughs> He's just like, as I you think, so often do. Yeah, you know, I think I want the whole thing. If I started when, a conquest of a certain part of the world every time one of my buddies almost got assassinated, I'd own the world. Wow, that happens far too often. No, no, it just happens once, but I take everything instead of parts of the world. I just want the whole fucking thing. No, it only it, it only takes once. You slighted me once, which means I must destroy you. <laughs> um. Anyway, so after this assassination attempt is actually when Mahmoud does the Bendahara killing that I mentioned previously. So that happens right around 1511. Uh, 1511 happens, and he try, kills all the Bandahara and his family, and he's like, mm, you know, I think I should step down from the throne. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, I like, in the one... You know, yeah, now that we're thinking about it. Now that I'm thinking about it, in the one smart move he has, he steps down from the throne and abdicates it to his son, Ahmed. Which seems pretty okay. wise, as I said, for a dude who just had one attempted assassination and several actual murders under his belt in the past six months. But that wait, right. mm-hmm. there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, as there always is. So Mahmoud flees Malacca because he, the Portuguese are coming and they want his head. They're, they're coming. They're coming. So the Portuguese are coming. He knows it. He leaves. He goes to like an island in the, a little ways away. And the Portuguese end up taking Malacca because... Ahmed was, like, handed this shitty kingdom from his father with no fucking experience and was like, all right, see you later, kiddo. <laughs> I'm going to fuck off to an island. I'm retiring. Man, I th- I feel like that's how most boomer dads now. Yeah, pretty like, much. handle family stuff. They're just like, all right, see you later, son. See you later, sport. <laughs> I gotta go buy milk. I gotta go. I gotta go buy cigarettes. Bye. Yeah, my mood was. Li- my mood was literally like, uh, all right, Ahmed, you gonna you gonna watch the throne for daddy for a little bit. I'm gonna go get myself a carton of cigarettes and a gallon of milk. I'll be back in fifteen. Three years later, in fifteen thirteen. <laughs> Three years later. Uh, yeah. So as I said, Portugal takes Malacca because we saw that coming, and. Mahmoud returns to Malacca in 1513, three years later. And what do you think he does? He's like, give me this. Kills everyone? No, he deems his son, the current sultan, incompetent and stabs him to fucking death. I knew it. He did say, give me this throne. (laughs) He literally was like, all right, you take over for me. I'm going to go peace out for a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean forever. And then... Not tell you how to run a kingdom, and then three years later, tell you you're doing a shit job of running this kingdom, stab you to death, and be like, oh, fuck, I missed this chair. It is so comfortable. (laughs) 
That's you literally... guys ever go on a walk for milk and remember your chair at home yeah, and how it just like perfectly boy. conformed to your buttocks? Yeah. And then you come home and stab your kid because he's sitting in your chair. And you know what? I thought it was yeah. going to be more comfortable, and then I realized his ass imprinted on it for three years. So now I got to spend all this time re-imprinting oh, my, my ass on this throne. <laughs> Why is that That's... still every boomer dad? <laughs> that, is, that is the truth. Maybe except for the sun like, stabbing. But yes, you're sitting they're, in my seat. They're literally like, if, uh... hey, I didn't tell you anything, but like, can you take over like this process? I'm going to come back, tell you you did it wrong. And then and take it over. Assass- and then maybe assassinate you. And then kill you. And then uh. kill you. As is my right as a father. As a father. As my right as a father. <laughs> I am your well, father and it? you live under my roof and you will follow my rules. My rules. I brought you into this yep, world. I can is. take you out of it. Amen. Anyway. So he stabs his son, retakes the throne, and at this time, the Portuguese had, like, tossed the fucking sultanate out the window, so so Mahmoud was just labeled as a pretender. Well, he tried and failed for the rest of his life, which was, like, another not that long, to take back Malacca, and Malacca was never retaken, and it's just a fucking mess, and this guy's a prick. <laughs> In conclusion, Malacca never retaken. In conclusion... Malacca, man. <laughs> what happens in Malacca stays in Malacca, even if it's stabbing yeah. your son. That's Except true. it didn't. Except it so. didn't. I'm talking about it. <laughs> Thank God for this podcast. It didn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't yeah. have had a story. We would have known. Well, we would have. But. but yes, I, I'm sorry that I needed to keep that just disruptive and crazy energy from the beginning randy savage energy dude you said you were tired i was tired you needed to pump it up pump the jams we did need to get pumped up and are you pumped up it's gonna be very difficult for me to, to follow that energy record the rest of the podcast following that energy but i will do my utmost attaboy <laughs> with that being said i'm going to uh I'm going to tuck myself into my tight little niche that I've carved out for myself. Uh, As the dad of the podcast, it is once again my duty to bring you a story from every dad's favorite of the World Wars. Ooh. That's right, kiddos. We're headed back to World War II. Woo! The war's so nice. They did it twice. They named it twice. Um, I am, however, stepping on Megan's toes a little bit because she typically talks about the Japanese theater uh, of this particular war, but my story comes out of there today, so fuck off. Um, the location of this story happens in the Bay of Bengal on an island called Ramri Island. A ram. That's a sex thing if you do it right. <laughs> um, essentially, the British troops uh, were hoping to capture Ramry Island in order to be able to launch more attacks towards uh, Japan or against Japan. Um, but the island itself was already occupied by Japanese forces. Uh, so the British land there and they attempt to take over the island and that uh, leads to a battle that lasted near uh, six weeks. Okay. This battle uh, ended up being pretty evenly matched, which led to a stalemate of sorts. After six weeks, uh, no one the... could fucking get an upper hand? Holy shit. Yeah, no, for six weeks, they were pretty evenly matched there. It was like trench warfare all over again. Yeah. But the British ended up outflanking the Japanese soldiers with the help of the 36th Indian Infantry Brigade. Close to a thousand Japanese soldiers ended up being split off uh, from their larger force. The British were telling them to surrender, uh, but the Japanese end up going with the choice behind door number two. Um, and instead of surrendering to the British, the Japanese uh, decided to make an eight-mile trek through a mangrove swamp. That sounds like a terrible idea. The British watched very happily from the sidelines, and I will tell you why after I let you guess what happens next. After this break from our sponsors. 
Yeah, this break for are our you, sponsors. Are you letting the listeners guess what happens next? I am or... letting the listeners guess what happens. So <laughs> oh, I need okay. you two's I need you two's absolute silence. I don't want to do that. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> I I was going for more of the Bo Burnham thing where he's like, I'm bored. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so anyways, no. Hey, Matt. If you guys have a guess. I don't have yes, a guess, Zach. but I was going to actually be like, and now a word from our sponsors. Tonight's episode I mean, feel- is sponsored by the Triumvirate <laughs> Productions. If you haven't signed yeah. up for our Patreon, you can look us up uh, at the Triumvirate Productions oh, on so Patreon. We're, we're fully doing this. This is no, happening. no. I just wanted to do that one little bit. That's oh, all. you wanted. Thank you for telling me you wanted to do that and didn't. Um, <laughs> but you. But I you am did. chaos tonight, Matt. <laughs> I am the god of chaos. <laughs> um. So, do you guys have any guesses what happens next? I, I haven't I've never heard this story so no, I'm I, like very interested. I'm gonna go with whatever the listeners said. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. if you guessed that all of them were abducted by aliens, what? then you were absolutely wrong and should be oh. ashamed of yourselves. Oh, <laughs> I was like, exactly. Like, I would have never. Uh, but what did happen is that the Japanese soldiers started succumbing to disease and dehydration, Mm -hmm. and poisonous snake attacks. Uh, But the most prominent thing that they encountered were saltwater crocodiles. I was going to say alligators. Alligators would have been wrong. It's just a difference of snout. All right, go fuck that. It is a difference of snout, but it's also a difference of size because saltwater crocodiles are the biggest of the crocodilios. (laughs) Oh, no, Um, crocodilios. (laughs) Because they they can get up to 20 feet. Oh. And be like two thousand pounds. So my God. saltwater crocodilios are just fucking dinosaurs. I'm so, so scared. You should so be saltwater. Salt, so saltwater, as if they're the skywalkers. The salt. Um, the saltwalkers. Saltwater salt yep. crocodilios are obviously nocturnal hunters. Obviously, uh, as most as most crocodile and alligator species are. Mm-hmm. I didn't know um, that. And since many Japanese soldiers had already died in the mangrove swamps, uh, the smell of death was in the air, which was luring crocs out for feeding time. Oh. Um, and so, one written account of an evening said this. Um, I don't have the gentleman's name. I should have written it down, but I didn't. Fuck off. The crocodiles, <laughs> alerted by the din of warfare and the smell of blood gathered among the mangroves, lying with their eyes above the water, watchfully alert for their next meal. With the ebb of the tide, the crocodiles moved in on the dead, wounded, and uninjured men who had become mired in the mud. The scattered rifle shots in the pitch-black swamp, punctured by the screams of wounded men, crushed in the jaws of huge reptiles, and the blurred, worrying sound of spinning crocodiles made a cacophony of hell that has rarely been duplicated on Earth. At dawn, the vultures arrived to clean up what the crocodiles had left. So yeah, that's a pretty gruesome account of like a bunch of British soldiers just listening to people die. I will say, I, I went to Florida once. And I saw Boys. a bunch of mangroves, and my first uh-huh. thought was, that looks spooky as shit. I'm not going yeah. anywhere near there. I'm not going yeah, anywhere yeah. where water and trees exist in the same fucking spot. That That's doesn't so sound true, right. Though. Yeah. Mangroves are so, like, I really like mangroves. I think they're really gorgeous, and I like seeing, like, the cross sections of them in the aquarium, but, like, I'm not. There's something very wrong about it. Uh, yeah, like I, I can't be honest see the with bottom. You, like, I'm fully scared of any body of water that is known to house dinosaurs. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Fair. So yeah. like if I went to Florida, a tour through the Everglades would not be like on my list of That's shit n- to do. Yeah. That's I not mean, for you. If I if I went to fucking Louisiana, and went to visit the bayou, I would not go in an airboat because I don't want to get et by a gator. 
I did go on a tour of like uh uh of the Everglades. Like I drove in, um, yeah. and it was just like a short, like a little area of it because obviously the Everglades National Park like stretches yeah. forever so far. But like ever, it is ever? so strange because like there are trees around you, but it's uh-huh. there's but water the trees aren't real because there's also water there's also water and so the person <laughs> like our tour guide was just like yeah this is where they live that's the crocodiles this is where the alligators are please, and I was please like, don't shuffle too far to the left or right because you will fall into the water and die but then they were just like, also, there are dolphins in here. I'm like, what is, uh, they got to get out of here. They got to. <laughs> they they got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get them to the Gulf. What the fuck is a dolphin doing? Anyways, uh, it's not really well known how many people survived the attack. Probably not much. Um, fucking dinosaurs. The sources, <laughs> the sources that I was reading said anywhere between like. 480 and like 440 people survived out of a thousand that went into the swamp. Not many. Uh, the British captured 20 troops themselves. Um, but the the loss of life there has been kind of uh, hotly debated, not because, you know, more people survived, but because they can't tell which people died uh, from snakes, disease, or the dinosaurs. So Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Or actual but, warfare. Like, the fucking... The resource that I was reading from was like... Yeah, in the future, if you're, if you're left with the choice of... You know, surrendering to the British or running through a mangrove swamp... Maybe just surrender to the British. And I was like, I can't imagine that that will be a choice that people have to make anytime soon. Here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go off. I get your point. Oh, I thought uh, you were just going to send us a picture of the thing. It's a valid point. Um, It is a valid point. But uh, never give in. Never surrender. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but like... I will uh, fight the dinosaurs. They didn't fight the dinosaurs, though, because it wasn't a competition. It also wasn't, like, a fair fight. Like, they didn't come at them in the Matt, it doesn't have to be a fair fight. I'll punch a dinosaur. Yeah, but, like, they don't care. Like, you How can much punch... time does Kevin from Home Alone you, have? You think I care? I'll punch a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the time that a guy uh, was really drunk in Texas. Yeah. I love where this is going already. <laughs> So there's this story of a guy that was super drunk in Texas. Uh, He was out with his friends at a lake. Mm -hmm. And there was a sign that said, do not enter the water. There are alligators here. And he said, I don't give a fuck about no alligators. And then he dove in the water and immediately got eaten by an alligator. (laughs) That tracks. Sounds about right. Uh, That sign was right. That sign was fully correct. Yeah. All right, maybe I won't punch a dinosaur. Anyway, can I don't. They Zach, just won't the feel it. The thing is, I don't want you to lose an arm to an alligator. But what if I get a really like, sweet robot arm? That yeah. could also well, be a thing. Maybe. So I fully endorse you punching an alligator. <laughs> Thank you. The thing is, like the Japanese, like in World War II, were never gonna get cool robot arms. They didn't no. have that technology no. until quite recently. But now they have Gundams. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to anime. Gundams weren't even invented yet. They only Uh, had the power of God, not the power of God and anime on their side. And anime, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Anime anime only got... I have the power of God and anime. Anime was only invented um, after the A-bombs were dropped. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, so that is the entirety of my story. Just dinosaurs. Um, I think, yes, I think it's a great story about man v. dinosaur. Yeah. Man v. dinosaur. Like, if we were able to go back in time to the dinosaur times, we know we'd fucking lose now. Oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah, for sure. We were always Especially if lose. we were up to our hips in mud. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I just think that that's, like, pure stupidity. Yes. On the part of, like... But it's also kind of wild that the British just, like, hung out around this swamp. Like, they could have just killed the people. Yeah, but, but instead like, they were like, we should give the alligators a kill count in this war, particularly. Yeah, well, there were, there were actually three sides to World yeah, War Yeah, three II. sides in, <laughs> three sides in the war. Yeah, it was the allies, the Axis, and the alligators. alligators. <laughs> no, sorry, the they weren't alligators. Of World War II. I'm sorry, it was the crocodilios. Um, <laughs> crocodilios, they were in fact crocodilios. Either yeah. way. It would have been better if they were alligators, because then it could be the triple A. It would have been war. super great if they were alligators, but unfortunately we can't uh we can't credit them. history to make the facts. No matter what, but I no matter what, I'm taking the uh crocodiles over the A bombs. <laughs> Cause you just you, yeah, you drop an A bomb on a crocodile and you just get fucking Godzilla. Like there's no win. You just get Godzilla Godzilla. Which, actually, I'm not afraid of, because the way Godzilla is proportioned scientifically, he would not be able to survive more than five seconds. That's yeah. so true. But it would be the most glorious five seconds. <laughs> Still take yeah. out most of Tokyo by just fucking landing on it. By just falling. <laughs> by just falling over. That's I don't the know why he sounds make. like a whale, but... I don't know, man. I don't, what, what does a Godzilla sound like? Uh, According to... How did they make the Godzilla sound effects? I'm sure by spitting in God's face. What? <laughs> by spitting in God's yes. face. Godzilla's. Yep, that's, that's how they made it. That's how they made the scream. noise. Based on. Based on. Made who, of. Who did the Foley work of. for that? What is Godzilla's. Uh, Roar? It was Japanese composer Akira Ifukube. Who had the idea to use a musical instrument to create the shriek we all know? Oh. It was actually a double bass using a leather glove coated in pine tar resin to create fiction. Oh. They rub it against the string of the double bass to create that sound. Wow, huh. What an inspired moment. What a Jimmy Neutron brain. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that, though, is that we totally got off track, and as the dad of the podcast i'm never supposed to let that happen. well i think we did give people more historical facts than they bargained for now that they know about yeah today godzilla's... in history you learned how fucking godzilla's roar was made <laughs> that's Say true thank you you bitch <laughs> yeah you're welcome we're so hostile tonight i love it <laughs> we did choose violence we did. it's it's because venus is in my house I don't know anything about that, and I want us to move on as quickly as possible. Megan, tell us your story. Yeah, okay. Well, since you told your story, I think, like, I, I'm going to pick the story that dovetails with that. Okay. Okay, cool. Megan. Okay. The queen of having multiple notes. <laughs> What's really fun about Megan is that she will write notes to be prepared, and she, like, comes with three of them, and she's like, I'll just pick this one because it works well with what my friends did. Yeah. It's I'm, nice because it's just, less work than I have to do. <laughs> it's just cute, cute me things. Um, so the the name of my notes, yes. uh, is called the OG Shark Week. Okay. Ooh, for those oh. of you that are listening to this in the future, it is currently Shark Week. Is, is it? Yeah, it started two days ago. Oh shit! Oh my god! I'm, I'm so it's behind. so good. I don't have cable okay. anymore. Yeah, Shark Week started on the 24th. I'm going to watch all of Sharknados. So, um, Matt, this actually goes doubly well with yours because it also has to do with um, the Pacific Theater during World War II. Fuck yeah! (laughs) So, I think we can all agree both crocodilios and sharks are really, really cool. 
Sharks um, are terrifying and they, dinosaurs. Yeah, they are also dinosaurs. They're like both both crocodilios and sharks. Very old, very big. Um, crocodilios, sharks, alligators. Alligators. They're all dinosaurs and they're all terrifying. They literally so have true. not needed to change since the fucking Cretaceous period. They're scary. They definitely and- haven't. So, okay, uh, side note, when I did go to the Everglades, um, I did see, it was an alligator, it wasn't a crocodilio or a shark, but I, like, watched one of them go into the water, like, it wanted it never short. came out again. So, like, it, it was, like, silently moving, and then, like, a submarine, I just watched it sink yep. below yeah. the, wa- like, the water line. As and it I was hisses? like, and it didn't, it, like, oh, didn't even. Oh, my God. Dude, it didn't even, like, make a ripple in the water. I was yeah. like, this is why they haven't had to change. They're perfect. <laughs> They'll yeah, just the seen, way that they have are. Have you seen videos of sharks coming up from the bottom? Yeah. And just, like, you see nothing but blue ocean, and then all of a sudden there's just a black form that's just there, as They're if so by scary. magic. They're so scary. It's so, fucking creepy. That's why I'm afraid of the ocean. I, love I mean, thassalophobia is a real thing. And way to fucking it's... flex on us. Continue your fucking story. Yeah. Pick <laughs> yeah. that fucking bottle off the high shelf. Yeah, for you're us. welcome. This is it's a top shelf is, word, uh, baby. I know, buddy. Word. I'm winning at Scrabble right now. <laughs> so anyway, so one of the things that I think these dinosaurs all have in common is, especially sharks, right, is that they don't really care about humans, like contrary to popular belief. Yeah. Like yeah. if we didn't exist, like sharks and crocodiles and alligators would not would, be bothered. It would just be, yeah, well, they wouldn't be bothered. It would just be another day. Like they're older it would than we are. Probably be better for them. Oh yeah, it would a thousand percent be better for them. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't be confused, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, like, I feel really bad sometimes for sharks because they're just like, is it a seal or a person? I don't, I don't think they can make a distinction. No. They can't. They can't make a distinction. We look we look suspiciously seal like. Especially with our flippers and our yeah, wetsuits. I know, dude. And our surfboard abdomens. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing, too, is I saw an article that was just like, this stupid teenager shark thought people's feet off of Long Island looked like fish. It didn't want to eat the feet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Was that an Onion article? <laughs> No, it was a real NPR article Jeez. that was like this this young shark got confused about whether it was a fish or a foot. <laughs> I mean Same. that's fair though. I yeah. know, it is very fair. I often get confused about whether it's a foot or a fish. It's less fair for you. Sometimes um, when my coworkers come in and flip flops, I'm like, Why'd you bring a salmon to work? <laughs> no. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, it would just be another day for sharks. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> however, that being said, sharks didn't evolve to be particularly picky about what they can see and decide to eat. And while they yeah. developed very strong senses of smell, their eyes are not so great. Um, so sometimes a human looks like a seal or their footsies look like fish. Are you that sharks are the bats of the ocean? Yeah, they're kind of bat-like. I'm not going to lie. Because like, their eyes are bad? Yeah, they're just like blind old men, like drifting around. Drifting around the ocean. <laughs> I'm blind. Yeah. I'm Is blind. Is that a fish? Is that a Is fish? Is that a fish or a foot? I can't tell. I'm going to try it. What is it that we can smell from four miles away? Blood? Not toes? Is yeah. that... Not toast? Not toast? No, it's blood. Okay. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> so this, all of this um, uh, intro about sharks brings me to the fateful story of the USS Indianapolis. Uh, it okay. was a naval ship that had delivered crucial components for the first operational A-bomb to the naval base on the Pacific Islands of uh, Tinian. So, yes. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> Um, the bomb would be dropped on August 6th, 1945 on the city of Hiroshima. But at this point in time, on July 28th, the Indianapolis had done its job and had sailed from Guam to the Philippines to prepare for an invasion of Japan. Damn. However, hmm? 
Gwam. Gwam. Uh, however, it did this alone, which I don't know. We, we've all played D&D. You don't split up the party. It's you don't dumb. split the party. You don't split the Navy. You don't split the party. <laughs> fair enough. It's fair enough, dude. So they were kind of like in the endlessness of the Pacific, and yeah. all was quiet until the night, um, and they were blown to hell by a Japanese torpedo, oh. like at midnight. Okay. Uh, the resulting wreckage saw the ship. As you so often do. As, as you so often do, the Japanese, they just sneak up on you. Um, and hit you with a torpedo. Hit you with a torpedo. Yeah. Just, an, just another Tuesday. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been snuck up on and torpedoed by a Japanese sub. <laughs> I have a nickel. I'd have five nickels. <laughs> I'd have at least five. I was going to say, I'd only have one nickel. It's not <laughs> a lot. I'd have two nickels. It's not, well, a, lot. Zach, not a lot, but it's shocking that it twice. twice. Luckily for you, if you had five nickels, that's just enough to buy a, an American house in 1945. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the housing market was very different back then. <laughs> so the result you guys that are listening to this podcast in the future i hope you're enjoying it in your hut made out of cardboard that's true your 3d printed hut <laughs> yeah so the resulting wreckage um saw the ship's bow blown 65 feet out of the water Jeez. and yeah it was a powerful torpedo. yeah that's a significant um... amount of height out of the water <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they got some fucking lift, huh? They Yo. got distance on that. It's they going the distance. <laughs> it's going he's for going speed. X Games mode. He's going. Oh, he's on X Games he mode. X Games mode. Which is, I assume, what one sailor said as he was watching his <laughs> ship <being laughs> blown. from the back of the ship. From the back of the ship, he just sees the front go up 65 feet, and he's just like, oh, Man. dang. Yeah, yeah, he's all, and one his friends next to him being like, that's our ship. And I don't know why they're from Tennessee. Bruh. Um, uh, maybe they were. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, so 65 so feet. Gets blown up. Yeah, out of the water, and thousands of gallons of aviation fluid is ignited that sends a pillar of fire Fuck. several hundred I was wondering feet how it got 65 feet in the air, but aviation fluid do be doing that. Yeah, it was almost <laughs> like it was meant for height. You don't always think it be like that, but it do. It but do it be like do. that. It do be like that. So we're really, they shot a rocket into the air. Um, the Japanese then were like, that wasn't enough. We didn't get enough height on that bad boy. So they fired another torpedo and it hit the ship's fuel tanks, which caused a chain reaction of explosions that like ripped the ship into. Dude, they uh, went from like, it was like James Bond. The, there's a car that goes underwater and they were like, can we make a fucking boat go in the air? <laughs> can we make a flying ship? He's They're trying like, to fly that tank. <laughs> He's trying to fly that tank. So I assume then what happened was a Japanese soldier sat there with a stopwatch uh, because it sank in just 12 minutes. And I don't know how we have that information. <laughs> when Maybe they did a... Um... A recreation. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, why don't we hit another ship with two torpedoes? No, I mean, like, you could probably render it in a 3D modeling, Megan. I just feel like... I like Megan's assumption. <laughs> I, I like Megan's well, assumption no, do, that there is a guy with a I stopwatch. Do think I, I do think the Americans would blow so, up a second ship just to yeah, see. That's also true. But, like, they like did... if we can get these conditions exactly right, we can see what it looked like for the front of a ship to go up 65 feet. <laughs> so, you joke, but, like, they did do this when they were testing out um, thermonuclear bombs. They were like, what's the biggest that a Japanese naval fleet was? And then they just let off a nuke in the middle of them in the ocean. Wow, so, wild. <laughs> yeah, they just, like, did that all the time. Um... It's why we, oh, it's we, why we can't go to Bikini Atoll anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it sank wow. in 12 minutes, and of the uh, 1,196 men on board, 900 made it into the water alive. Okay. Wow, that's a surprising number of living people. Yeah. That's but a since surprise. we spend yeah. so much time at the beginning of this story talking about 
sharks, I'm probably going to have a nightmare about this story later. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the, you know, rocket ship wasn't the end for them, though. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah. I would have preferred to go out in a ball of fire if I'm... <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I would have too. Because the sun rose the next morning on the men who oh, bombed. Oh, they survived the night. Yeah, they survived the night. Um, so they, as they bobbed in the sea and, and watched the sun rise over water... They, they got f- eaten by sharks. Pretty much. Like, they just formed up into groups. They took stock of what was going on. And as they, like, started to stave off exposure and, and hunger, um, they also had to fend off sharks who were drawn to the area by the sounds of explosions and the smell of blood in the water. <laughs> like a man who was shot in the uh, chest with a rifle. He was shot in the yeah, chest with a rifle. Just, he was shot in the chest with a rifle. Like a man who yep. was eaten by a shark. He was a man who yep. was eaten by a shark. Fuck. Yeah. So it's very similar to to Matt's story. The sharks were kind of like drawn to the sound of war. Um, they. So what we're saying them. is microplastics bad for animals. War good for animals. Yeah, good for animals. Surprisingly, <laughs> it just makes me think of the song like war. What uh, is it good what for? Is it good for sharks and alligators. Feeding the fucking animals. Feeding the animals. The rest of the In planet particular. besides humanity. God. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah, so it was really good for drawing like this giant pack yeah. herd yeah. of sharks. I think it's called a fuck no, please. <laughs> yeah. What a fuck, no of fuck no of sharks. What is the, what's it's the name a for a fuck no, please of sharks? Yeah, what is the name for a group like, of no, sharks? Yeah, what is the uh, name of a group of sharks? I can only imagine that it's like a herd. Uh, is it? Group mm-hmm. of sharks. It's a shiver of sharks. Oh, you're I goddamn hate... right! It is. God, yes, I hate that. I, love I it. hate that so much. Uh, That's so bad. I think everything about sharks unsettles me. It's a it's shiver so of bad. sharks. Main, mainly the fact that uh, it's got cold dead eyes, like <laughs> <Lick> those eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna after this story. I'm gonna show you something awful. Um, hey, here's the thing. Please don't, because no, I will cry. I feel obligated now. Anyway, uh, so during the first night, the sharks focused on the floating dead, but as the survivors struggled in the water, more sharks came because they're like, "Ooh, what's making the water go wibbly wob?" And <laughs> they have like this cool thing. Yeah. Um, on their bodies called a lateral line, which are like uh-huh. a bunch of receptors yeah. that mm-hmm. along their bodies that pick up subtle movements in the water it's like from a hundreds spidey of sense, yards away. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah they have sense. a shark sense. They have shark sense. Also, you can call um, them so a, like, uh, a frenzy of sharks. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I think a shiver is worse. Yeah, but a sh- yeah, which is why I refuse to say it. A shiver of sharks. They make no. you shiver in anticipation. Anticipation. Patient. Please yeah. keep going. Yeah, one of the sharks did that it's before he took a bite. <laughs> one of the sharks has on fishnet leggings and lipstick. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Dr. Frankenshark. Yes. I hate this. Yeah, I'm just surprised that fucking <laughs> sci-fi hasn't made a movie about that yet. Rocky Horror Shark Show. <laughs> Rocky yeah. Horror Shark Show. I really yeah, just put cute it past shark them things. <sighs> so anyway. Um, they, the sharks then turned their attention onto the living, particularly those that were injured, causing the other sailors to, like, quarantine themselves away from those people. They're like, hey, Sam, I know we were best friends, but you've been shot in the arm. Um, so. And that shark's eyeballing you pretty good. Yeah, he's got the eyes for you, so you're gonna stay over there. I imagine this being, like, the shark version of McDonald's. It's like, I'm just going to pick up my breakfast, human. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll and then swing I'll swing back by McDonald's tonight for my dinner, human. I'm having uh, yeah. my breakfast, human, but ooh, they offer hash brown, human, too. I might have to grab a slide alone. Yeah, dude. Uh, so some of the survivors made the mistake of opening cans of spam to eat. <laughs> what um, the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, dude. Sharks love spam. First off, two uh, things. That's One, Yeah. sharks like spam. That's a scientific like fact. Two. That is a fact. You're chugging salt water by bobbing around in the ocean. Why are you also eating the world's saltiest food? 
It's literally salted pork in a can, and you're like, you know what? The salt water was not I love salt. (laughs) This is America in the 1950s. This is the taste of salt. This is salt for breakfast, salt for breakfast. All right, boys, we've had our cigarettes. It's now time for our salt. (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha. Just like... Our whole have, thing. Have you the- ever tried salting your cigarettes? Oh, no, I haven't, Davey. I thought they came pre-salted. Oh, my God. Yeah, I <laughs> just... I have too much salt. Salt and nicotine, the American diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And repression. <laughs> no, no, we don't talk about that. Yeah, well, exactly. So we'll just oh, fill our man. mouths with salt. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, so, please tell me more about these men that got eaten eating yeah, spam. eating spam. So the attacks happened over a period of days with no yeah. signs of rescue for the men because the Navy disregarded the Japanese messages that they had uh-huh. sunk the Indianapolis. <laughs> um, oh, wow, good. The fucking yeah, Japanese they thought it was a trick. Them, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Japanese were like, hey, we sunk a ship, and the Americans were just like, you're liars. They're yanking you our chain. You liar. Yanking our chain. I also really love the idea of, like, like, not one person being like, okay, so I know they're lying, but we could probably go check. We, we could check it out. It like, it's not. To check? Like, it's on the way. It's on the way from Guam to the Philippines. But it could also have been like a thing where they didn't want to check because what if the Japanese sub is still there to shoot more torpedoes? That's true. Here's the thing we have planes. We could send planes. The sub can't get the planes. Yeah, but. Are you sure? Are you actually going to be able to see a lot of floating dead people? I'm pretty sure you could. So, yes. Because this, this brings me to my next part of the story. <laughs> Although um, it was a cluster of like 900 people, so. Well, less at this point. Uh, a gaggle, opinion. obviously, yeah. So, a gaggle of humans. A gaggle of humans. And we were talking about planes, right? So they were yeah, we rescued were. when a By naval seaplane flying the overhead. The plane, boss. The plane. Yeah. The plane, uh, like a naval seaplane flying overhead, heard their radio for help and dropped supplies to them and then disobeyed naval orders to land in the water to help the men. So I don't, okay. I don't know why they're. How many men here. were left at this point? Okay, so three. three at guys? the end of the day, like yeah. when another naval ship arrived and helped all their survivors out of the water, the original uh-huh. crew number out of the original crew number, only three hundred seventeen remained. That's nightmarish. So it's estimated that while a lot of them did die of exposure and like madness due to like drinking salt water. Yeah, At yeah. least 150 men did die from the sharks themselves. Okay, I would have... So, first of all, none of this story appeals to me as ways to go. <laughs> but, like, I would have rather died in the initial explosion because yeah. oh, at least that's percent. quick. Yeah. Uh, dying of exposure, I guess, would have also been fine because it's just like, okay, I'm cold night-nights. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, I yeah, I think you're right. Like, dying initially, because, like, you don't have time to think about it. Yeah. Dying of exposure, because you kind of just go to sleep. Yeah. Um, the a worst way to go is, like, dying of madness, I guess, is the next, from swallowing salt water yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, 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 And I think, uh, if I had to, no, to be honest, I think the way that I would least like to go is being eaten by a fucking shark oh a thousand percent eaten by shark worst way to go okay here's what i'll say Uh uh-huh i uh oh wait hang on let me make a prediction Mm -hmm. zach would fight the dinosaur i would fight the dinosaur you can punch (laughs) if you punch a shark in the gills sometimes they back off but I think if yeah, I was Are you going to really are you going to really punch that many sharks in the gills before they get their big mouth there and they are 90% mouth Zach before they, are they can 90% get mouth. their mouth They are not on 90% you. mouth. And the However, other 90% is shark Zach. How much mouth percentage percentage They're 90% is mouth and shark. 90% the rest of the shark. First off my actual yeah. point was going to be, if I'm going to go in that way, I think I would go from the madness of the salt water because, like, space madness sounds great. Anyway. Space madness does sound great. Water madness also sounds kind of fun. Sounds pretty dope. 
But and you're kind of ignorant to your own madness, right? It's only others that have to deal yeah. with your madness. Yeah, that's the thing too. They were like the mad pe the people who went mad were like even more of a danger than the sharks to Yeah, because the other they sailors. would try and drown the people around them, right? Yeah, like they would and I don't understand what happens in people's brains, right, when they when they succumb to like saltwater madness, but like yeah. it always sounds salt. like they try to drown other people. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't it's know just why. Too much salt in the it's water. Too much salt. But I don't know why. Like the the logical. I guess you're mad, but like I don't know. Megan, why. I'll be honest with you. It's a decent amount of salt. I yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I just feel like Amer the American public has been training for this. For salt. For salt. For yeah. For salt. Um, but what I will say also is, uh, I'm a man. Yes, you're a man who does not want to die with a kiss on his lips. I would rather die. Zach wants to die in battle. I would rather die fighting a dinosaur. Okay. Zach's yep. going to fight a dinosaur. So no, I will go, fair. I will take shark punch. And how many He's gonna... How many punches can I deliver before shark gets me? I don't know. But He's like, how many try. licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? There's only one way to fucking find out. Hey, guys. See the very first episode of our podcast <laughs> if you want to know the answer to that specific question. And if you want to know the answer to how many punches it takes for Zach to get eaten, I don't know when we'll find that out. <laughs> but well, I legitimately watched a video the other day of a guy that was like diving and a shark came up behind him. Yeah. Oh my God. And no. like he's swimming away from the shark and then he all of a sudden does like a full 180 grabs the thing's nose and just pushes it away yep. he's like, I was like hey i was like no sir and i was like no money at all in my life could make me turn and face a shark i would rather die not knowing what my killer oh, looked yeah. like a thousand percent my third and final point before uh -huh. i say megan i'd like to hear the end of their story if this ha you have not already stated it my final point is if i survive all those shark punching moments do you imagine how much of a you got to tell your good fucking story family. it is, along with yeah. my probably having a robotic arm? That sounds better than the fucking That's crocodile true. bullshit. But here's sure, the thing: yeah. um, you there are two ways. There are two like if you survive that experience, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. Like there are two paths you then walk down. You either turn into Gary Paulson. Yes. And you you write 200 books worth of your trauma or, or you unpack all of that trauma and a lot of very expensive therapy and become yes. a, and if you cannot afford it you become a serial killer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so there are three paths, I'm sorry. Three paths. Serial killer. Serial killer. Poor because of therapy. Gary Paulson. Uh, yeah. So that well, that was the end of my story, though. Okay. I, I had nothing else to add, um, but I thought it went really well with. Yeah, no, it, it did. did. Because as I was researching the Rummery Island massacre, it did say this was very much like the USS Indianapolis. Yep. And I was like, let me bookmark that for later, but now I don't need to. No, because, you, can, you can take that because bookmark Because I know off. what happened. Take that bookmark uh, off there. It's always fun. Like, So today was just a bad day for me because it's a staff meeting, and I always have very low energy after those. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, I have to research something for the podcast tonight. And then I heard about a bunch of Japanese people getting eaten by crocodiles. And it didn't make the day better. I think the only way that could have been better is if it was Nazis. But um, but it did make my day more interesting. Finally gave me something to focus on that wasn't, like, work-related. There you go. Which was nice. Uh, but podcast listeners... Um, I will get halfway through my outro before Zach interrupts me, but I did just want to say thank you for coming to join us. I have but one final question for you, and it is this. I'm going to cut you off right at the end, because I'm feeling so dastardly tonight. Anyway, before you finish, Matt, because apparently I'm fucking yeah. edging you on this end outro. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, 
if everyone would also like to take a moment to grab your phones, get to your computers. If you're driving, stop the car and pull over, but remain seatbelted. Buckled up? That's the word I'm looking for. Go right to your Instagram and click and look under the underscore triumvirate underscore productions and hit that follow button. And then when you're done with that, you should go on Facebook and look up the triumvirate productions and follow that. And then and finally, if you're feeling extra saucy, you should go on Patreon and look up the triumvirate productions. And it's extra saucy because you can give us money and we give you more things. Shh. We won't tell anyone. And after that, you should ask yourself this question. What the fuck, history? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.